Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We love you. We magnify you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name. I'm so, I'm so happy to be in the house of the Lord. You may be seated for a while uh, because it's going to take a while for me to introduce myself. I, I believe most of you already know, but still, uh, just take, take a while for me to say a few words. I haven't improved my English. I have been coming for many years, but still I need some time to work on my English. So I'm so happy to be in the church. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so happy to be here. I want to give my uh, respect for Bishop and uh, uh, Sister Frost. Thank you very much. We love you. We love you very much. And we really miss you in Ethiopia. And thank you, uh, Brother and Sister Bradford, for allowing us, uh, me, to come to this church. Uh, but I was thinking as I, as I was coming here, I think they have been here for a while in the States. And uh, I'm not sure if it is the right thing to do, but I'm going to talk to the church so that they can give them time to travel to Ethiopia. <laughs> because we really miss you. This church has been uh, supporting the work in Ethiopia. Many of you know that since the first uh, time my father stood for the truth, came out of the false doctrine. It was in 2005, Bishop Frost and Elder Garrett and Elder Smith, they came to Ethiopia. Since that day, God blessed the work and uh, the church in Bakersfield supports the work since that day every month, every month. And you helped us with buildings and uh, special needs. Whenever we say uh, we have this need or that need, you always help us. So I, would, I want to take a moment to say thank you very much for doing this, for helping us so that we can do the work of the Lord in the country of Ethiopia. I have also greetings from my father, Brother Solomon, my mother, sister, Mezenawork, and many preachers from the country of Ethiopia. We're so happy. We're so glad that the church is growing. God is doing so many things in the country of Ethiopia. Even though the situation right now in our country is not uh, easy in a sense that about 15 months ago, uh, something happened in our country and the government and some rebel group are still fighting. So we are still in a civil war. Uh, we don't know about the number, but hundreds, I believe, uh, even more than 100,000 people might, be, uh, might have died already because it was connected to uh, tribalism, you know, when a war is not only a power, but when it goes into detail and tribal issues were there. So it was very difficult. Uh, in fact, there were times that we were not even, even able to travel to the west side of the country. Uh, we have church in that area. We haven't visited those churches in the last four years or more because it's very hard to travel in some part of Ethiopia. Uh, the northern part, millions of people are displaced, displaced, you know, for because of the war. But God is helping us in the southern part of Ethiopia. Comparatively, things are okay. And we were able to do the work of God in the capital city and so on. But we need your prayer because when the country runs in a such kind of environment, it's not easy uh, to do the work of God. Because you travel and you hear some news, 
they say you have to leave this area as soon as possible. Sometimes uh, we say we're going to have conferences, but there were times that we had to postpone because of you know, the situation in places. Uh, so keep us in your prayer. And another thing, uh, the corona, coronavirus, I don't know how to say that, whatever it is, but it wasn't very hard for Ethiopians, you know. I know it has been an issue here, very big issue, and still it is maybe, but in Ethiopia, God helped so many poor people. We did not have the necessary equipment, you know, to fight against that. Uh, some preachers in the countryside, they don't even believe it exists until this day. I happened to travel to the countryside church, that you know, you know, like Shone and Hadiya area, and I had my mask on, and they were so disappointed. Brother Tamaskan, what happened to you? You have no trust on the Lord? Why do you do that? And I told them, it's because I'm coming from the capital city where there are, uh, you know, thousands of people are affected by it. So I don't want people to say that someone brought this. I want them to say a preacher came with the word of God, not with the coronavirus to the, <laughs> to the place. So <laughs> and I told them, I'm trying to protect you. I'm okay. But they did not care. In the capital city and few other cities like Nazareth uh, and Awasa, we had to stop for a couple of weeks. I'm talking about two years ago. But after that, we just resumed our services and it was okay. Uh, but many of the churches in the countryside, they never stop for this reason. Because the good things, most people, they don't even understand it and they don't care. And when you are like that, it doesn't work against you. So people are doing fine. Uh, I do not know if we lost anyone because of uh, the virus, but one person, uh, Brother Bogale, he was our treasurer. He died, and it might be related to that. It may not. The doctors says, uh, said that it wasn't in relation to that. But we're so thankful many of the preachers are protected. You can go to church and see people standing side by side. In our dictionary, there is no a word like uh, 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 personal space. It doesn't exist, you know. People can come to your face and talk to you. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> so the government tried to make it because there are no Ethiopians. So I can talk about the government. So it's okay. It's, you know, the government tried to make uh, some halt out of that, which I'm not against it because they say we have this problem and that problem. So they can issue some, uh, you know, uh, mandatory activities but it did not affect the church. I'm so happy we baptized people in those days. God has been with us. So many people are coming to the church. And I'm so happy the church is moving on. And God is helping us. Hallelujah. <laughs> my, my dad, he will be 76, uh, I believe, in, in June. But, you know, he's protected. He's doing good. Bishop asked me. The first thing he said, he didn't ask me how I was doing. He said, how is your dad? But Brother Solomon is doing good. He's preaching. In fact, they uh, had a conference uh, this weekend in a place called Shone. It was a ladies' meeting. And my dad went there to take my mom in to help them. They are still preaching and traveling. The Lord has been so good to us. So good to us. Hallelujah. Uh, we, are, we are expecting to see your pastor and bishop so that they can dedicate the building in uh, Doyogana. 
And you have to know in Ethiopia, after a year, some of the paintings, they go wrong. So you better come as early as possible. <laughs> I don't want you to say, is this the new building or 100 years old? So because of the rain and everything. So we want you to come and dedicate that building. We want you to come and preach to us. We still cherish those good preachings. We want you to come one more time and encourage Ethiopians. We love preaching, and I know we all love the Word of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I'm, so, I'm so excited to be here. I, as your pastor said, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because there are a lot of good preachers here. But your pastor chose to ruin your evening, and he said, Ethiopian is going to preach. But I believe God is in the midst of us. When God is here, anything can happen. I'm so happy to hear that song. Anything can happen. If you are here to hear or to listen to a good preaching, that's not the case tonight. But if you are here to see Jesus working among his people, Jesus is here. He can heal you. Hallelujah. He can deliver you from any kind of disease. Hallelujah. So Jesus is here, I believe. So I'm not going to talk long about Ethiopia because your bishop and your pastor are very close to the work in Ethiopia. But I would like to share something that I, I have in my heart. And I know God is going to bless all of us. And I, I want all of us to stand up for the reading of the word of God uh, from the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 13. And I want someone else to help me read Luke chapter 18, verse number 1 through 8. That's long for Ethiopian to read. So I'll work on Hebrews 11, 13. But I want someone to help me. Luke 18, 1 through 8. My wife, really, she really wanted to come here. But we just had a baby about five weeks ago. And I left them traveling to deputized three weeks ago because I couldn't wait here for long before I go back to Ethiopia. So uh, she is doing well. I'm happy for my daughter Zion and my baby boy Elias. God blessed me with that. So I'm so thankful about it. Uh, I want someone to help me with Luke 18. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Hebrews 11:13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them, 
and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Uh, I was praying and I, th I believe God gave me something so that I can tell the people of God in my own humble way that God wants us to die in the faith. Uh, I just want to put some, to say something that encourage saints because we live in the last days and we all know that these are perilous days and we see what's happening in the world. It doesn't matter now. It used to be America was a safe place, but now it's happening all over the world. And I am, I am here to tell you that we must keep our faith. We must die in the faith. And it's, it's worth fighting for the truth. Hallelujah. Let's ask the Lord to speak to us tonight. And let's worship him. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for the truth you gave us. We thank you for the baptism in your name. We thank you for the Holy Ghost we received. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah for the word. Now, tonight, Lord, I ask you so that you can help me. You can anoint me so that I can reach at least someone in this place, God. Speak to all of us. Speak to all of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated for a while. I, I believe that when Jesus Christ comes, this is one of the things he wants to see. He said, uh, when I come back, will I see faith on the earth? And as you know, because of so many things, people are failing from the faith. Uh, I'm so happy that I believe the truth. And I'm so happy so many years back my father fought for the truth. About 18, 19 years ago he had to stand for the truth when there was a false teaching that was taking all the apostolic church in Ethiopia. Uh, a teaching by divine flesh doctrine. When it comes that way, I'm so happy my dad stood for the truth and said, we need to love the truth and we need to preach the truth. We need to believe that Jesus Christ is fully man and fully God. Hallelujah. There is only one God. I'm so happy about that message that I heard. One God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And it's worth dying for that. We need to fight for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not because God doesn't keep the truth throughout the generation. But it's a privilege for us. God said we are laborers with him. He said that I'm going to work with you. I'm going to use you. I'm so happy God chose to use me. So we're going to work with him. So that we can stand for the truth. Hallelujah. I believe you love the message you heard. Hallelujah. You remember the first day that you heard there is only one God and there is no confusion. When you pray, you don't have to pray for the Son or for the Father first. How do I do it? How do I go? But you can pray in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. We know that Jesus Christ is Emmanuel, God in the flesh. And he himself came to this world to, to reconcile himself to us. Hallelujah. I'm so happy I know the name. So it's worth fighting for the faith. And Hebrews 13, it says, these all died in faith. This has been in my soul and in my heart for, for many, many times. And I want to let you know that it is possible. It is possible to die in faith. 
and not to receive the promises. If I understand your English right, the Bible makes it clear that not having received the promises. And verse number 39 says, and these all have obtained a good report through faith. Received not the promise. So I had some challenge to understand my Bible. I said, how is it possible to believe God until you die? And you don't receive some of the promises. I'm so thankful that I have received some of, uh, an answer for some of my questions. I prayed and God gave me an answer. I'm so thankful for that. But I don't think that happens always. Sometimes you have to believe until you die. And you believe God for something when you, when, when you know that that's the word of God. When you know that God is going to do that, you trust on his word and you pray. But sometimes it may not happen in your lifetime. Sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Because the Bible mentioned Abel and all of these uh, heroes of faith and including Abraham. Always Abraham is the father of faith as we, as we know. Abraham received some of the promises, but he hasn't received all of the promises. He saw his son Isaac, and he saw his grandchildren, I believe. He saw them, but he did not see a generation that was multiplied as the stars in the sky. Never saw that, but he believed God. He trusted God. If God said it, he's going to do it. If God said it, he's going to accomplish that. Hallelujah. Most people ask a question, how long is this going to continue? How long do I have to pray for my brother who is not in the church? How long do I have to pray for someone who is sick? Sometimes it can be even for yourself. You pray, you pray. And uh, sometimes you are okay, but another time something happens. And you do, it doesn't seem that you are relieved. I wish I was a preacher who came here to tell you that you will be healed or something will happen in your lifetime. But that's not what I felt for tonight. I'm here to tell you that no matter what, believe God. No matter what, trust the Lord. Stick to the Lord. Hallelujah. When Jesus comes back, he wants to see our faith. He wants to see how much we trust him. And all these heroes of faith, they trusted him. And verse number 6 speaks about, uh, without faith, it is impossible to please him. And I have come to understand that when we pray for something and when we get the result, we are happy. But when we believe God and pray, we can make heaven happy. We people are result-oriented. We want to see it. We have our goal. I pray for something and I say, I want to see that. I want to see it happening in my lifetime. Many people, you know some of them, and I know many people in Ethiopia, who prayed and prayed and prayed, and when they don't see it in their lifetime, they give up. I'm not going to church because it's not happening in my life. So they go back. Because they want to see the result. And most of us can be like Thomas. I want to see it, to believe it. But all these heroes of faith, they never saw it. But they died in faith. Hallelujah. 
God wants someone who can die in faith. It may not happen in your lifetime. It may not happen in your family. But you have to speak faith to your family and say, he will do it even after I die. When God says it, he will do it. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands for the Lord. Let's tell him that you can do it. It is a possible. With you it is possible. Hallelujah. My dad, usually he preaches and he says like this. You know, it, it doesn't make any difference when you come for prayers. If you are in trouble to ask God if you are financially in need. If you are here to ask God for a $10 or a $1 million, it doesn't make any difference for God. Because he will never be shocked by uh, the word $1 million. I know it's quite silent the moment I said $1 million. <laughs> You all say, how do you know that much money exists? I know. Because it, it's us. We see it as something very big. So it's, it's just a shock for us. But for God, it's not. He says it's all pepper for him. And he tells us this way, when you pray, if you are in the church or anywhere for prayer, ask God something big. And you have to believe it. And you don't have to, you don't have to connect that the answer will come in your lifetime. Yes, you want to see it. It is good. Sometimes it can happen. But God wants us to believe even though it's not going to happen in our lifetime. Hallelujah. I remember when my father and Brother McConan started the work. Brother McConan, who served the other church for 33 years, he left that. You know, he was in the board, executive committee. He left that. And then he just started to work with people from the scratch. My dad started, they all started together. And God started blessing the, the work. But in the beginning, it was, as you all heard from my dad, you know, they had to put him in prison. They tried to kill him so many times. It wasn't easy for them to start. Recently, I talked to my dad and I said, Dad, like, can you tell me what happened in this place, uh, Gimbichu? And I was calling places and I said, what happened in those places? And he was telling me, you know, Thomas again, he started talking about two, three places that God helped him to escape death. And at one place called Gimbichu, I was able to take a picture of uh, the hotel they stayed in. And, and uh, you know, hotels in Ethiopia, we don't even have a bathroom there. So you have to walk two, three minutes if you want to go to a bathroom. Shower, don't think about that. So these are things in the countryside. Uh, sometimes they never change the, you know, the bed sheet and everything there for two, three weeks. But we have good hotels for you, okay, now. But it's out there in the countryside. Not in the city, out there in the countryside. I had to drive uh, for about an hour after Hosanna. So it's, it's very far. So he said, uh, we didn't know, but we were having conference. So they took a keyboard that uh, my, my father brought from the state in 1997. So he took it to the conference and some PS system. But young people went before them. So Brother McConan, Brother Tagasa, and my dad, some of them, just they were late. And they were following them. But people were waiting for them to take on the PA system. And suddenly they came out of the bush and they started to beat them. And they had to give up the keyboard, the PA system, and run for their life. Some of the young people were 
able to run back to my, where my dad and brother McConan was. And they said, you know, people are trying to kill you. So they are looking for you. So we need to go back to the hotel. So they went back and they had to lock down in the room for two days. And my dad said that was the, the worst two nights I spent because uh, when you are above 50, you want to go to the restroom every now and then. So it was very difficult. People were outside there. When we go out, they say that we're going to kill you. You're not going to leave this, this place. But it wasn't so easy for them. Brother McConan suffered a lot of persecution because of the truth. But I'm here to tell you that my uncle, Brother McConan, did not see all of the church that we have now. He hasn't seen some of the young people who came to the church and who are ready to die for the truth. He hasn't seen a lot of conferences. Now we have uh, a minister's conference and this and that. He, he, he's not able, he wasn't able to see all of these things. But I'm so happy that to tell you he died in faith. He felt that he didn't have to see it. Because he knew that this gospel will go on. And I remember his words. And he was telling me that time I was working for, for the school, a college. And he said, Tamaskan, you need to help your dad. Tamaskan, you need to help him. Don't leave this man alone. You need to help him. I still hear him telling me that. I'm so happy I have heroes in the faith. I'm so happy for people who fought for the truth. Yes, they had their own challenge. But they never gave up. Hallelujah. And we don't have to give up. If we want this gospel to go on, we need to stand strong. And even though we don't see it, we have to see it in our spiritual eyes. We can embrace it even though it's not physically there. Hallelujah. And I can tell you so many stories what happened. We lost a few preachers. And I'm, I sometimes say I wish, I wish they were here in Ethiopia to see what's going on now. God blessed us recently with a property near to Awasa, about 2.5 acre. And we're believing God so that we can build training center and our headquarters there. And I sometimes feel that I wish they were alive to see that. But after God gave me this, I stopped thinking about them. And I want to be a hero in the faith. I don't know when God says it's enough. It might be tomorrow. I don't know. We think that we have a whole year to live before us. But I don't know. I don't know. What we have to do is that we need to have faith. And we don't have to see it. Hallelujah. We need to be ready to die in the faith. We need young people who can die in the faith. So many people, even in America, I believe they were not able to see what you have it here now. So many people died, but they had spiritual eyes to see it afar. And they said, God is going to bring so many people. God is going to save America. God is going to save Africa. We need to see it beyond our physical eyes. Hallelujah. When sister and brother Wendell came in 1968, the month of November, sister Wendell came with four of her children in 1969. It wasn't easy for them because people told them, if you are here to baptize people in the name of Jesus Christ, it doesn't work in the country of Ethiopia. They told them face to face. They said, no, Ethiopians are not going to accept this because the Coptic Orthodox Church was so big. They said, nobody is going to be baptized. You're not going to be successful. And they left. But some people said, 
they were happy that to be baptized in Jesus' name. As you know, my father was one of the first converts. He was baptized in 1970. And after that, you know, they started the church. The church was very small, few people. But they came together to worship the Lord, knowing that God will fulfill his promise. Some of them are not alive. Some of them are dead now. But they believed God. They died in faith. We need to die in the faith. It, it's not about you. It's not about me. We can die in the process. We can die. But whatever God says, it will happen. If you have a promise from God, it will happen. And you can believe and you can trust God without receiving it. Without receiving it. And... Uh, they stayed three years and six months. The government told them they had to leave. When they left Ethiopia, there were already more than 7,000 people who were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. And when my father came out of the false doctrine, they told him, you will see him. Because some people tried to come out that false doctrine. And the pressure was so hard, they had to stop. They said, it's enough. We're not going to fight it. But my dad is my hero. He said, I'm going to fight until I die. He did not care for his life. And he told me in our, in our talking, he said, Tamaskan, I don't know what happened to me those days. When I think it right now, I say, is it, is it me who did all those things? Because it doesn't feel that it is me. But I know God was with me. Hallelujah. Sometimes you yourself don't believe when you go through a situation. But whenever you have God, it is possible. With God, it is possible. But I'm so happy now. My father started with his brother just with one church. And God was blessing the, the work there. We had so many churches. Uh, but now we are also believing God to have more churches. And, and after I started, uh, uh, you know, traveling and seeing all the churches, we were able to find out that there are strong 140 churches and preaching points in the country of Ethiopia. When they started, people say, you will never be successful. But it happened. Hallelujah. I'm so happy my father is alive to see that. But sometimes we need to believe God beyond what we can see. It is possible to trust on the Lord without seeing it. What makes God, we may, we may stand together. What makes God, I don't know. I want the Holy Ghost to help you understand what I'm trying to say. But I believe what, what makes God happy is not when we receive the promises. But I feel that what makes God happy is when we believe on him. When we trust him. When people think that this situation uh, 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 there is no way for you to come out of such situation. But when you go before the Lord and say, Lord, you are the only means for me. So I depend on you. I trust. That's how you can make heaven happy. The result, yes, that makes you happy. But heaven will rejoice when they see someone that can trust the Lord without seeing it. Hallelujah. We must be ready to die in the faith. I heard one preacher preach about his friend. Maybe you know about the story. He said, my friend had two young girls who left the church 
And he's a preacher. They were out in the world. They both sleep. So he was praying for them. And he said, I remember him praying in my house so loud. God, please save my daughters. That was his prayer. Every time he prays and prays that again and again. He did not live enough to see them come back to the church. He died. But that preacher said, one day I was preaching in a camp meeting. And after I was done, two ladies came to me. Now they're grown, big ladies. And they talked to me. I did not know them at first. And they told me, you know, saying so and so. Yes, yeah, he's my, he was my good friend. And they told him that we are his daughters. He did not live long to see us come back to the church. But here we are. Sometimes you don't have to see it. Whatever you are praying for, don't stop praying for that. Never stop. Until you die, trust the Lord and ask Him and believe Him and He will do it. Let's worship the Lord so that we can tell Him that, Lord, we're going to die in the faith. We're going to believe You. We're going to trust You, Lord. We're going to depend on You. We're going to trust you, Lord. Hallelujah. Why don't you lift your hands together? Come on, all of the sanctuary, Lord, we love you and praise you. Everything I'm praying about may not see the results, but I'm still going to trust you. Move the immovable. Praise God. Break the But my faith and confidence 
honest here tonight and say there's some things I'm praying about. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's still some space up here. I want you to move in. Move Everybody that's right there, move this way. I guarantee you, I mean, unless you're just completely carnal, <laughs> every single one of us in this place are praying about some things. We're seeking God for some things. And the American condition, Brother Temeskin, that is so devastating is we expect results. Probably not just an American thing, it's a human thing. We want the results, we want to see the results, and we get so disappointed, disappointed when we don't see the results, and then if it doesn't happen fast enough, then we're really disappointed. And the scripture is not necessarily about the results but it's about trusting God in the process. I may be in the process and I may not see the end results, but it's still important that I'm a part of the work of God in getting to where God wants us to go. I just may not see it. And so there may be some things that you're praying about and you haven't seen the results. Praise God. We need to pray tonight. God, help me forget about the results and help me be what I need to be and pray and seek you as if it's going to happen and as if it's done. Praise God. Because I know at some point, if you said it, it's going to happen. Praise God. If you said it, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and lift up your voice and let's agree together. God, I praise you. 